Episode 79. Late night internet marketing. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, I struggle to overcome jet lag and deal with some listener feedback. I also identify one of the best strategies for affiliate marketing that I've seen for a long time. And it's something that you can do. In fact, it's something that you did. It's a listener thing. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. The Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else. But you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start and where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes, you can do it right when it's late at night. At the end of the day, your dreams burning inside. So keep it up and you will find that you're building your business one night and now broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of texas your host mark mason late night internet marketing oh yeah hey how's everybody doing so uh, I won't make you listen to me do that uh, much, but I'm a little jet lagged. I'm just back from Asia and I'm back on the mic and really excited to be here. I had a fantastic trip that started out in Kuala Lumpur uh, and then I went to the Philippines and for the first time ever, I got to go to Baguio City. Now, if you fly into Manila and you've got some time on your hands, you can spend three hours in traffic in Manila to get out of Manila. And then you can drive up this mountain and go to Baguio City, which uh, which is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's like something out of a cartoon. It's a little road switchbacks that go up this mountain to an elevation of about 5,000 feet. It's very narrow in spots. You go back and forth across a river. It's just totally beautiful with waterfalls. And you get up to the top of this mountain, and it's pine trees and golf courses, and the clouds are coming in. And... Um, you, you're happy to be there because you thought you were going to die up the mountain because all of the crazy Filipino taxi drivers, you know who you are. Cause I rode with you. I met you when I was there and, but, but you know, you don't die and you make it up to the top of the mountain. And so this time I was really fortunate and I got to stay at the Baguio country club, which is an, a facility that dates back to about 1905. And during World War II, the Japanese military took it over and used it as officers' recreation or some kind of officers' quarters. And then when MacArthur came back in and kicked him out, uh, MacArthur stayed there. So it's really cool. Um, incredible food. I just, the food in the Philippines is awesome. Uh, no, for you Filipinos out there, on this trip, I did not eat any balut and I did not eat any durian, although I have had both of those in the past. Um, I actually uh, enjoyed more than my fair share of steak Tagalog, and I also had some chicken and pork adobo that was just absolutely off the hook, out of this world. Really enjoyed this trip. But the cool thing was, before I left for the Philippines, when I was in Kuala Lumpur, I posted on the Facebook fan page. I said, "Hey, I'm in Kuala Lumpur. You know, where are you?" And I get these, you know, kind of cool answers. Uh, Rich Grimshaw in Atlanta. He says, "Hey, man, I'm in Atlanta." I love Atlanta and I love peaches and peach cobbler. So that's a, a favorite place of mine. 
uh, Wilton Davis made me laugh. He says, I'm in Staten Island, New York City. And, and it made me laugh because when I was 19, the first time I ever really left Texas and went anywhere, I was driving in New York. I wanted to go see the Statue of Liberty, which I thought was on Staten Island. So I got on the Staten Island ferry expecting to go to the Statue of Liberty, and I steamed right by it and went to Staten Island. I didn't really understand this whole Burroughs thing. <laughs> and then uh, Catherine Garcia says, hey, I'm in Buffalo Grove, Illinois. I know exactly where Buffalo Grove is. It's a suburb of Chicago, for those that you don't know. If you haven't been to Chicago, it's the Windy City, not because of the the wind that blows off of the North Shore, which is amazing, but because of the uh, history of politicians there that were considered windbags at the time, celebrate on state, St. Patrick's Day, Chicago is awesome, highly recommended. So I knew all those places, but then I started getting these answers like, um, I'm in New South Wales, Australia. That's what Ann Day told me. Um, Jake Olson's in Turkey. And then people with names that I'll never be able to pronounce correctly, like a deal in the series in Tangier, Morocco area. Um, and Maji Kadumi Abdolia is in Nigeria. And man, Maji Kadumi, I'm really sorry about how I mangled your name. If you would like to call into the show at 214-444-8655 and correctly pronounce your name, I will play it on the air for the next show. So anyway, thanks to everyone that replied, but I was a little frustrated. My buddy, Jason Van Orden, I know some of you know Jason from Internet Business Master. He replies, he says, hey, I'm in Venice, Italy. I'm like, oh, man. I mean, I love Kuala Lumpur, but he kind of won up to me with the whole Venice, Italy thing. So anyway, thanks for your feedback. It, It just makes me really appreciate the reach that this show has. I mean, how cool is it? that a random guy like me can have a show like this and reach people as far away as Morocco and Nigeria. I mean, that's amazing. And it's not lost on me. So I thank you very much for that. And it's really great to hear from all of you. Um, It made me think the other thing that I hadn't done in a long time, you know, when I log into iTunes, I see reviews from the United States um, and I don't see reviews in the Australia iTunes store and in the, you know, all these other iTunes stores. So to those of you that have been leaving reviews in the Mexico iTunes store and so forth, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. You know, the iTunes reviews make a huge difference to the reach of the show because that's part of how iTunes decides how to, you know, how to rank the show and when to, to return it to iTunes searchers. So thank you so much for those reviews. I would really appreciate it if you enjoy the show. If if you've got a moment to go to iTunes and, uh, and, and leave me a review, that would be wonderful. You can do that at latenightim.com forward slash iTunes. And I'd love that no matter where you live in the world. It's time to get to work building your internet business. One night at a time. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is an example of the best kind of affiliate marketing that you can ever possibly do. So if you want to be a successful affiliate marketer, listen closely, because this is the whole secret sauce. And this is not something I did this example that I'm going to hold up to you is not something that I did. It's something that you did, a listener did, 
And I want to tell you exactly how this went down so that you can understand the kind of way that you can do affiliate marketing that really benefits people, that creates value, and you'll get paid for that. Okay, here we go. So last week, I mentioned that I was researching Beachbody. I had been involved in P90X, that I was taking Shakeology, and I really like Shakeology. I like it for a lot of reasons. It's absolutely brain-dead easy to use. It tastes pretty good. It's got a long list of vitamins in it that seem reasonable to me, and it's a relatively low-carb. It's not super low-carb, but it's a relatively low-carb way for me to start my day and get some protein. And I'm the kind of guy, when I get up early in the morning and I need to get into work to beat the traffic, I'm not going to cook eggs every morning, okay? So for my lifestyle, 12 ounces of almond milk and a scoop of magical powder That's good for me because that gets me out the door and that's just awesome. So I mentioned this and one of you, Joe Cannon, um, you know, he listens to the show. He says, Hey, I'm not a beach body coach, which is unfortunately beach body coaches have a little bit of a reputation for being overzealous about their products. Please don't be offended if you're a beach body coach. I'm sure you're not like this, but you know, one of the challenges of, for example, if you go and look at reviews of Beachbody products, a lot of them are written by Beachbody coaches, which have a financial interest in the sale of Beachbody products. So that's an issue, right? That's always an issue with any kind of affiliate marketing. It's even a bigger issue, I believe, with Beachbody marketing because of the multi-level marketing strategy that they employ. So not only do you make money on your own sales, but you make money on the people that you recruit. Nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. But it, at times, uh, you know, cause Beach, Beachbody doesn't have control of all these people. Some people are more authentic and transparent than others. Some people are less so. And so, you know, a lot of times you'll, you'll get this disclaimer. I'm not a Beachbody coach, which is code for, you know, I'm not an overzealous uh, advocate of this product. Anyway, Joe says, hey, I'm not a Beachbody coach. I'm an exercise physiologist, which is super cool. Here's my unbiased review of Shakeology in case you missed it. And um, take care. And I hope that, you know, you, I hope this is helpful to you. So I click on this link. So first of all, there's this approach that Joe takes to me, right? Which is a perfect approach for social media, which is, look, I I heard you talking about this either on Twitter or I saw you post on Facebook or whatever, you know, my search tool found you, or uh, in Joe's case, I happened to listen to your podcast and here's some helpful information that I have created that is relevant to what you're talking about or what you need help with. That's the magic, right? Basically Joe's saying, look, I don't have an agenda I'm not trying to sell you anything, but I do have an opinion and useful information about what you're interested in. And here it is. Have a nice day. End of discussion. Right. So that's a great approach that that is almost always a fantastic way. If you really want to add value to people, offer your content in that way. And so Joe has got this thing that he describes as an unbiased review of Shakeology. It's very impressive. I didn't actually count the number of words. I I estimate it to be on the order of 2000 words. I'm not sure exactly. 
But he goes through in this uh, Shakeology review at supplement-geek.com. I'll post the link in the show notes. It's actually supplement-geek.com forward slash Shakeology-review. So in this review, Joe talks all about Shakeology as a standalone product, which they often advertise this as a standalone product for weight loss purposes. Okay. Shakeology really has, in my view, two marketing vectors. One is, hey, drink Shakeology and lose weight. The other is, hey, drink Shakeology and use it as a as a supplement, or a supplement's kind of a bad word in this case, but um, as a as a companion to your workout regime. Okay. That's sort of their two marketing vectors. And so he goes through this review. He researches all about Shakeology, including even what the word Shakeology means and what it implies. He goes through the ingredients, both the main ingredients, which include, you know, kind of the nutrition label type stuff. He talks about uh, the super fruit blend. That's one of their main marketing angles on Shakeology is that it would cost you 50 bucks if you went to the grocery store and bought all the stuff you needed to jam in the shake. Um, He identifies ingredients, including ginkgo, that are in Shakeology that have a documented history of reacting with medications, and he calls those out to people. Super helpful. Um, He also talks about some stuff that, um, you know, I don't really understand. That's exercise, physiology stuff, these different um, nutritional chemicals and their their, uh, effect on exercise physiology. Um, He talks about the probiotics and the enzymes the other ingredients, and he explains these one by one, including stuff that I've never even heard of before, like holy basil and uh, barley grass and all this kind of stuff that I don't know anything about. Then he breaks down clinical uh, clinical trials or the lack thereof, including videos that the company has published and and what the video, what you can get from the video and what's missing from the video and what the side effects might be. He compares it to other shakes and uh, talks about weight loss and taste and who makes it and the coaching phenomenon that I was discussing earlier and so forth. It's a fantastic article. Okay. Now I'll tell you this blog of Joe's, it's not a pretty slicked up blog with, you know, kind of tons of, you know, fancy design and stuff. It's just a blog. It is just cram-packed with useful information. Yep, he's got some affiliate links on there. I'm sure this blog generates some money. He's even got some AdSense ads. It's all good. This is a super useful piece of content. I encourage you to go over to supplement-geek.com forward slash Shakeology-review and read this Shakeology review Look at how many comments it has. It has comments, no doubt, because it's such a great article. People are linking to it, and it's ranking well in the search engines. And, uh, you know, people are finding it useful. And I think, um, you know, that is the magical secret sauce when it comes to creating awesome affiliate marketing content. My recommendation to you is that you look at this article and think about it in the context of what we talked about last week. Here I am talking about Shakeology. Random listener guy Joe 
he's it's not really random. I've seen him around, but random guy Joe just makes a helpful comment. Says, "Hey, I've got this stuff. Can help you. I'm an expert, by the way. Here, have this stuff. I read it. It's incredibly helpful." Right. And then all of a sudden now I'm telling you about this on the podcast. I'm driving traffic. If I'm a regular, uh, regular person who's interested in nutrition, I'm bookmarking it in social media. I'm driving my Facebook friends to the article. And all of a sudden now you've got traffic on this thing. People are building links to it. It ranks in Google and probably for the rest of forever, this article will rank for Shakeology review. And that's what you want to do when you're doing affiliate marketing. You want to create incredibly valuable content that helps people make a buying decision and then let the rest take care of itself. Joe, thanks for the article. Awesome job. I think this is a great example for everybody about how they can build an affiliate marketing based business or even a, you know, an ad placement business using AdSense by writing about something that they really care about. Great job, buddy. To hear what listeners just like you are thinking. Late night listener feedback. So while we're on the topic of cool things that happen on Facebook, I wanted to address one more piece of listener feedback. And that was from Dave Tudor. So Dave writes in and says he's been following the podcast for some time now. And he wants to ask in true Pat Flynn transparency fashion, Am I prepared to divulge how much money I make from internet marketing with the exception of the money I make as an affiliate from uh, other internet marketing courses like Forever Affiliates? In other words, the question he's asking, which I have been asked many, many times, is um, if you take away the money you make from talking about how to make money online, how much money is that? I mean, how much money can you really make? Um, doing this. And so my policy has been completely opposite from Pat Flynn's. You know, I've got, uh, two reasons that I don't talk about with the exception of the corn sheller site. I don't talk about the kind of money you can make, or I make from, uh, affiliate marketing. There's, there's a couple of reasons. One is, um, I still have my day job. I don't want to create confusion with my employer about who I think is paying my light bill. So I choose not to make this show about money and to not talk, not to make, you know, this a show about leaving your day job and all this kind of stuff. Right. I mean, that's not what this show is about. And I choose not to talk about it. I also, and we're going to get into this. I'm going to devote a whole show to legal stuff, but I've made a decision also that I don't want to talk about earnings because I don't want this uh, to be an FTC matter uh, about you know me telling you how much you can expect to make. Now I know that's not exactly the question Dave has um, has asked, but right now at this point, my policy is and remains. No, I, I don't. I don't divulge my income from affiliate marketing. Having said that, I can tell you some helpful things that, you know, the, 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 I think the, you know, another question Dave is sort of getting at is, can I, can I, Dave, can I feel pretty confident that I can really make some serious money with affiliate marketing? And is it possible? And so I think, um, I, there's some things I can tell you in this context that that could be pretty helpful for all of us. 
The first thing is I did a survey a long time ago. I should resurrect this survey and do it annually. That's been on my list of things to do that I've not done for a long time now, where I asked people the simple question, you listen to my show or, you know, you found the survey somewhere and I want to know about you. Tell me how long you've been trying to make money online and whether or not you've made any. And I'll put the link to this internet marketing survey, income surveys, the internet marketing income survey in the show notes. The hard truth is the way big time, vast majority of people had tried to make money online or were in the process of trying to make money online, but were not successful. I looked at forever affiliate and I talked to 60 or so of the people that were in forever affiliate and the vast majority of those people did not make profit on forever affiliate. Okay. Which is a course that I sold. And we went through that in some excruciating detail for about three episodes, about 20 episodes ago. For those of you that haven't heard that, I'll put the links to those shows in the show notes as well. So, so the first thing I'll say about making money on the internet is the vast majority of people who try to make money on the internet, try and subsequently fail. This is a, this is just a fact. As far as what I've observed, the people that I've talked to, it is a fact. So if you look at something, if you're buying products and you look at them and you say, well, this is probably going to work for me because it works for most people. Uh, that's wrong. I, the fact of the matter is that just based on pure statistics, programs for you to make money on the internet are probably not going to work for you. Think about that. So here's a guy who talks about making money online and affiliate marketing. And I'm telling you, if you're new to affiliate marketing and you go and you buy some product, it's probably not going to work for you. That's what the math says. Now, of course, you may be better than average. You may be luckier than average. You may work harder than the average bear. And you may very well make it work. And people do. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. But the truth of the matter is, um, it's not this locked up hundred percent thing. And the things that I, I, I see get in the way are people say they want to build an online business, but they don't really even know what that means. So those people never figure it out and they fail. People buy the wrong products, get the wrong advice, do the wrong thing, follow the wrong guy and they fail. People realize that making money online takes time and they give up too soon and they fail. People realize that making money online takes effort and they fail. People make mistakes. They pick the wrong niche. They use the wrong traffic strategy. They get penalized by Google. They make some mistakes and rather than starting over, they quit and they fail. And then eventually, Oh yeah. And then there's the people who it takes a long time and their wife or husband gets frustrated with all the time that they're spending on it. And so they quit to save their marriage and they fail. And so when you add up all those reasons that they fail, you end up with most people. That's most people. They fail. There's just no getting around that. And if you're listening to somebody who's telling you most people don't fail, that's not true. I mean, (laughs) 
I don't know what else to tell you. It's not true. Now, now that you're pumped up and fired up and motivated, can you succeed? Absolutely. You can succeed. You can totally succeed. You need all the opposite qualities of everything that I just discussed. You need to follow people who know what they're talking about and who are honest with you. You need to do the hard work. You need to be smart. You need to stay at it. You need to not give up. You need to stay focused and you need to do something that's proven and that works. And in the case of, you know, creating website properties and, um, and making money, absolutely. You can do it. I'll give you a couple of examples that you, that are well-known and published. So we've talked about ad nauseum, the corn sheller site, what a dumb luck sort of site. I mean, you're talking about blind hog finds an acorn. That's what we say here in the South. Even a blind hog finds an acorn sometimes. I mean, you just throw a keyword out. I have no idea how to monetize it. I build a site. It ranks in. It makes a non-zero amount of money. Okay. So, you know, to date now we've decided it's made about $1,000 over two years. Not retirement money, but definitely proof positive that this works. Okay. Google is paying out, I don't remember what the total amount is, but it's billions of dollars in AdSense revenue each year to my recollection. I don't remember the exact number, but it's a lot of money. And they're paying that to real people who are placing AdSense ads on websites. And those people are making money. And one of those people is Pat Flynn. Now, I will tell you that Pat Flynn is the real deal. He really built that security guard website. He built it in the way that he said he built it. There's no tricks. There's nothing hidden up his sleeve. And he makes thousands of dollars a month on that website, and he doesn't touch it. So that's a real example of a guy who went out and found a niche. He didn't know anything about it. He got a lot of content created for the site. He promoted it in the way that he promoted it, which some of those techniques are outdated now, but it worked at the time. He was using the current techniques, which I think he used article marketing, and I can't remember what all he did. And then he was able to build the site successfully. There are lots of other success stories out there. So I think it's definitely true that normal people can build websites and make hundreds to thousands of dollars a month. I think you can do that. I think normal people can do that with the right, you know, all the caveats that I've said above. And, you know, I can't tell you whether or not you're going to be successful because as much as I try to know each and every listener, I really do try. I love getting to know listeners. I don't know you. I don't know Dave. I don't know you. I don't know all of you, but uh, I'd like to, but I don't. So I don't know what your personal situation is, how good you're going to be at this and all this. So I can't really tell you, but I can tell you that on average people will fail and Really in this business, failure means quit because I don't know if it takes you four years to figure it out and then you make $5,000 a month after four years, you finally figure it out. Is that a failure or a success? Because four years sounds like a really long time to me. I, I don't know. So that's maybe that's another thing is what's the definition of failure? I think, you know, nominally the biggest part of failure is I quit and you stop paying your hosting fees and shut your website down and you go away and you quit and you fail. So, um, Dave, that's a long winded answer. I would tell you also, um, Dave, that the, there are certainly 
hundreds of thousands of people out there that are making, are there that many hundreds of thousands of people out there that are making six figure incomes online in my estimation? I don't really know, but there's a lot. Okay. And by six figure, I mean, you know, just over say, you know, let's call it $10,000 a month that can be done. I don't know that many of them. Okay. They're out there. I know a few of them. I legitimately know a few of them. I know a couple of seven figure guys. Okay. I'm not making six figures a year from my non IM internet uh, business, which is what you, what you uh, specifically asked about. I think I might be able to, if I was doing it full time, I don't think I can do that part time. I I just not and do this podcast and everything else that I'm doing. So, um, so there, maybe that gives you a little box that kind of gives you a little more idea of where I'm at. Um, but I definitely, I definitely do know that it's possible to make uh six figure incomes online in affiliate marketing. People are doing it. I know a lot more people that are, that have added in some sort of, niche specialization. They've got information products for sale, not in the make money online niche, but information products about things that they really, really care about. And they're, they're doing really well. I got a, you know, a buddy who, an online buddy who, um, who, who sells guitar lessons. I I know people who do yoga and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff, right? So you can make money doing information products as well. But uh, I think the truth of the matter is the thing you need to, to understand from all this is the likely outcome is failure. If you're going to rise above that, it's pretty likely if you get past failure that you can make hundreds to maybe a thousand or $2 a month. I think that's achievable and it's pretty, it's more rarefied air to get above that. Now, if you, I mean, if you talk to Andrew Hansen or somebody like this who really has this figured out, that guy, Andrew Hansen, could could take any website almost, or he could go pick a niche at random. And in fact, he just did this in some case study that he and Alex were doing as part of the Rankings Institute, and pick the niche and use traffic techniques and make and and start generating over three thousand dollars a month in revenue on a site within a few months. They just did it disclosed all the data. I mean, I see the data. There's no, there's no hidden, there's no smoke, no mirrors. They did it. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm aware of it. It's real. So it can absolutely be done. The question though, is that you need to calibrate with is, is that normal? And absolutely not. It's not normal, but you know, um, you can do it and uh, the risk is pretty low. and, And that's, what's one of the things that's so attractive about this. So Dave, I hope that helps answer your question. (laughs) It was a really long answer, but I I hope it's helpful. If nothing else, it's honest. It's, it's really, uh, what, what I think. And to those of you who might be thinking, um, man, it's really hard for me to, to trust what Mark says because he doesn't disclose a schedule C, like Pat does where he, you know, where he gives every nano penny of income that he makes every month. Um, that's cool. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I, I, um, 
I totally understand that. And, um, you can take it for what it's worth and, and, you know, you should weigh, uh, weigh all these things accordingly. If that's, if that's really important to you. So again, Dave, I hope that helps. And if you've got any further questions, please feel free to follow up on the Facebook fan page. I would be happy to continue this dialogue with you and the rest of the listeners out there. Okay, last thing before I let you go. Um, one more question from Dave, kind of on the same day or in the same breath. He said, no, by the way, what about Market Samurai? Is that still um, is that still a good tool? And as far as I know, Market Samurai is still a good tool. And I still recommend it, but I don't personally use it anymore. Market Samurai, at least the last time I used it, was a relatively slow tool. And it was not good at studying a hundred keywords at a time, or, you know, show me the, the 300 best keywords and give me a quick indication of whether or not these 300 keywords, what are the 20 I should go look at in detail market samurai, at least for me is here's a bunch of keywords. I can't really tell you too much about in very quickly about whether or not they're good, but if you want to drill into one of them at random, I can tell you a lot about it. So that's kind of how I feel about Market Samurai. I think it's a fine tool. It's affordable. It's not a bad place to start. I prefer Keyword Canine. Now, I will tell you Keyword Canine is not perfect. It's got bugs from time to time. John tells me that he's working on Keyword Canine 3.0, which would be awesome. We've talked a little bit about what those features might be. If he follows through on that, that's going to be just off the hook amazing but right now, Keyword Canine 2.0 is is my favorite tool like this that's that's in this price range. My second favorite would probably be Longtail Pro, although I don't use that very much at all. I'm kind of a Keyword Canine guy, and that meets my needs. Dave, I hope that helps you out. Okay, well, thanks a lot. That was a, a, a quick episode dealing with some listener feedback. I love that listener feedback. I love recorded messages. If you want to send me a message at 214-444-8655 and ask your question, I would love to deal with it on the air. As a matter of fact, especially if you're listening on your cell phone, why don't you go ahead and pause this podcast and give me a call and I will uh, and I will wait while you do that. It's 214-444-8655. I'll wait. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for that phone call. I'll get to those messages at 214-444-8655 as soon as I can. And uh, we'll be looking forward to dealing with that feedback on a subsequent episode of Late Night Internet Marketing. Yeah. See you later. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit LateNightPodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then, then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. Okay, singing with jet lag. I know it's a bad idea, but I'm just kind of wacky, man. I tell you, when you I had this this trip coming back was just crazy. So I left 
Baggio on, I had meetings all day Friday and I, I needed to catch a midnight flight in Manila on Friday. So I left Baguio city at three in the afternoon. It takes about an hour to get down the mountain. And then I guess about three hours to get down past Clark into the Manila area. And then it took another three hours on Friday night to get from 30 miles or 40 miles away from the airport to the actual airport in traffic. It is Manila has the most amazing traffic of anywhere on the planet. And remember, I'm from Houston and I've been to LA and I'm telling you, this Manila traffic is off of the charts. Unbelievable. So I finally get into the Manila airport. I I'm just exhausted. It's been a seven hour car ride. I'm trying to get to my flight for, um, a, for a midnight flight. I go through security I get into the to the air to the gate. I go to the airport lounge. I hand the lady my ticket, and she says, "I'm sorry, sir. I, we only allow business class in the lounge. N- normally, I get to fly business class." And I look at her and I'm like, "I know. That's why I'm here." She says, "She hands me back my ticket. I didn't even notice. I was so tired. I got ticketed economy. So, <laughs> so here I am, red eye in economy. I mean, I was planning on sleeping, so I had to." spend time on with the travel agents. I made a 30 minute phone call back to the United States, finally got all that straightened out and got to the Incheon airport at five in the morning. The transfer desk, (laughs) the transfer desk to get my American airlines ticket home was closed, had a 12 hour layover. I couldn't get through security because I didn't have a boarding pass. Finally, I made it into the transit hotel. And for those of you that follow me on Facebook, maybe I'll post this video as well. I stayed in a little eight by eight room in the transit hotel. That was pretty cool. And, uh, and then I came home, I made it home. So that was cool. And, uh, Ooh, what a long trip, but I'm rambling now cause I'm tired. I'm going to go get some sleep. Ciao. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing, actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet and I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you or if you know someone who's in the same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago 
Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet mind.